Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, a monthly podcast in which I chat with Hoka NAZ Elite team members, and you'll get a behind-the-scenes scoop on their training, racing, and everyday lives. I'm your host, Eric Sensman. You can find our monthly podcast on SoundCloud uh, by searching Hoka NAZ Elite, and you can learn more about the faces behind the team uh, by visiting their website, nazelite.com, their Facebook page, Northern Arizona Elite, or their Instagram and Twitter, both at NAZ underscore Elite. Uh, welcome to this episode of Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. Uh, I am here with Sid and Scott to check in on uh, marathon training. They're about halfway through um, the block leading up to the trials, so we're going to check in with these guys, see how things are going. Um, we're missing Scott Smith. He was also supposed to be here. Yeah, he was dodging me. Yeah. That he didn't want to engage in any uh, witty wordplay. He knew I would take him to school because he's a dum-dum. <laughs> I would think... Now, I've heard... I haven't been to any of your sessions yet, and we'll get into those in more detail. But uh, I've, I've been hearing some things. I hear Sid's doing very well. Looks great. I hear that you maybe have been tired at times, and Scott Smith is maybe kicking your ass a little bit. Is that uh, is there any truth to that, or is that I mean, exaggerated? I guess you could say that. Yeah. He has looked better than me occasionally. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, I'm, I still, like, he had a great fall, ran really well at Chicago. Yep. My PR is minutes faster than his, so like I'm not worried about you know the occasional workout. It's right, fine. Right. So put you in Chicago instead of Boston last year, and you would have run minutes faster. That's the idea. Yeah, I mean Chicago and Boston—they're pretty similar in terms of the pay, like the speed you can run. Right. Fastest you know, times. Yeah, yeah. Like Chicago is flat and fast, and that's great. Boston has some hills, but it is not downhill. So right. we'll we'll say it evens out. Right. You know, 209.09, I think, last time I checked, was faster than, a little bit slower than 211. Right. So, I mean, if my math is correct, uh, I think I've got a little cushion there. He can he can have a few workouts. That's fine if that's going to boost his confidence. Sure. I feel obligated to defend him since he's not here. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, so, Sid, this is your second marathon buildup. Yep. So, you, we talked about this. You're in CIM and what was it? 2018? 2018, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, how how are things, the, the first half of this block, uh, for you? A lot of new stuff? Is it similar to what you kind of were used to from, from back when you were training for CIM? Or Yeah, it's um, it's a lot of new workouts for me. You know, I've done some similar stuff here and there, but not, you know, for example, we did four-mile tempo, 10-mile um, steady with some more marathon effort miles in there and another four-mile tempo. Never done anything like that. Um, I think... You know, the longest I'd gone for uh, kind of like a progression type run would have been 30K, so like 18.6. Yeah. You know, that was 18 miles worth of work right there. Um, so we're already approaching some of like the longest sessions I've done. Uh, and we haven't, you know, I know we have another one that's coming up that's going to be a 26-mile run with a push from 20 to 24. So that one will be tough as well. But, you know, for the, for the most part, it's new stuff um, for me. But it's it's been really good. I feel a lot stronger than I did in you know 2018, and rightfully so. You know, I've got a couple more years on the legs now. Right. What um just for the the folks interested, what what were you running for those four mile tempos at the start and finish? Yeah. So I think the first one uh, we ran, I want to say 20, what was it, like 20:36 or so for the yep. first one. Yeah. And then the second one, I was a little bit behind Scott. I think I went. Uh, I was 508, 504, 504, 507. Um, and he was a little ahead of me. I think he closed in five minutes in 4.56, 4.57 yeah. range. Okay. 
So like the tempos were, the first one was like aggressive marathon effort, okay. and the second one started a marathon effort, and we progressed a little bit. Okay. And that was up here at 7,000 feet? Yeah, on Lake Marion. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, and how'd you feel, uh, Sid, after uh, following that session? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I felt okay, uh, and then I finished the cool down, and then my stomach didn't feel okay, and I started throwing up a little bit, and I was, uh, I was pretty tired. I actually hadn't heard that. Yeah. Threw up. Yep. Yeah. Twice yeah. after afterwards. And was it just two of you doing it? Was Scott also in there? Uh, Scott again dodged us. <laughs> he uh, he went down to sea level. Went to did it in somewhere in Santa Cruz on, you know, probably a pancake flat course. Might have even been on a track. I don't know. So still ran slow. Yeah. Still yeah. ran. You know, not that. It was fine, I guess. <laughs> um. And Scott, you obviously have, have done this a few times now. This will be. Marathon number what? four Four at the trials, okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, in terms of just comparing how things have gone so far for you, what, how is this um, block compared to other blocks in terms of how you feel and, and the times and the workouts and all that? Yeah. Uh, so this is my fourth, preparing for my fourth marathon, but this will probably be like the sixth or seventh time I've done most of these workouts. It's like the four ten four. This was a harder version that we've done before, but it was probably my sixth time going through okay. it. So... Um, I think compared to previous uh, marathon buildups, this one feels a lot more condensed. Um, I feel worse right now. Uh, I think the mileage is a little bit higher. Um, but I think uh, I think it's it's going well. It's just hard to see that right now, and um, it's been hard to see. I guess a little bit. It's been hard to see like the progress and the, um, these workouts that I've used as benchmarks in the past they're not converting as well because we've been um, doing them on very hilly things. They're not gimmies by any yeah. means. And in the context of the whole segment, they're like stacked one on top of the other as opposed to kind of being spaced out a little bit more where you could um, prepare a little bit more mentally and physically for that one workout. Um, so I think uh, in terms of like the objective results, this segment probably doesn't look as sexy on paper, but um, I think we're probably in a better place than we were seven weeks out from like Boston, maybe the same place, and definitely better than either of the marathons before, miles ahead, yeah. higher mileage. Um, the workouts have been stacked right on top of each other and they've pretty much gone well across the board. Um, the body feels better, like it's heavy and tired, but there's no uh, sort of like problem spots or things that are bordering on injuries. So, um, I think we're in a good spot. When, when it comes, comes to comparing, uh, segments, it's hard not to, I guess, right. Mm -hmm. To kind of look back at stuff you've done yeah. before and say, well, how's that compared to now? Does, um, I, I guess for both of you guys, how, how do you, you seem like you're in a good place, Scott, mentally with like, you're okay if it's not as fast as maybe last time or whatever. So how do you, how do you kind of compartmentalize or like convince yourself that things are going well? I think everyone kind of struggles with that, yeah. right? When they're getting ready for their marathons. I think generally I'm pretty optimistic so I can take these and like I've done well enough in the past where, um, like I know it's going to be there. Like I, I have faith that like my ability is such that, um, these workouts, not that they don't matter by any means, but like, um, they're not like be all end alls. Like I know I'm going to be there in the race. I'm good at racing. Um, I'll be able to be tough at the end. Uh, but that being said, like I've had, there've been a number of days 
Um, as we talked about earlier, like Scott Smith has uh, maybe looked better than me on a number of days and Sid has looked better than me on a number of days. And it's um, like, it's one of the downsides of training with really, really good people and people who are at a really high level is like, some days I can have a good day and get my ass kicked and then I don't feel like I had a good day, but objectively it was a good physiological stimulus. Yeah. And I just can't, the hardest part for me in terms of like comparing is comparing myself to other really good people who are having good days with me. And maybe like before Boston, I was doing a lot of the training alone. So I could feel like I'm, oh man, I crushed that when in actuality, maybe these workouts are the same and I was, uh, and I would have gotten beat or whatever. Yep. People would have not looked the best, so. Yeah, Sid, I think for you, or what occurs to me with you is maybe a slightly different mental game, which is how do you kind of convince yourself that <clears throat> the things you're doing now will translate because you you, know, you haven't had that great marathon. F well, you've only run one. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> didn't go as well, I don't think, as you wanted. So, yeah, what convinces you that, like, this stuff's going to translate? Is it being with these guys that have had success? Or yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I think it's, you know, you look at uh, what Scott did um, in Chicago, what Alfie and Kellen did in New York, what Steph did in Chicago, and it's, you know, everyone's running great marathons all the way back to, you know, Scott in Boston, and everyone's running so well off these marathon cycles. And it's, you know, I feel like, as long as I'm doing these workouts and, you know, this mileage of being smart about it, taking care of all the little things, like when race day comes, you know, I'll be as prepared as I can be. And all it comes down to is racing on that day. And I'm confident in my racing ability. Sure. Um, you have a race coming up, which I want to talk about. That's this weekend. Um, but before that, just in terms of giving folks an overview of like where you guys are at now, what, what's the volume been like, like where you at volume wise and, and how many, I guess harder efforts a week have you guys been uh or harder sessions uh been doing so far i think we're gonna come off a block at the end of this week where we'll have maybe five or six consecutive weeks like easily in the hundreds okay. um kind of the peak for me was like right in the 115 ish range and i had a couple 115 weeks where i took sundays really easy like a six or an eight mile run so um probably looking more like a 120 mile week, but just with one easy day in there. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the volume has come from these really big workouts. So we've, it's not been uncommon to have a 21 mile Wednesday and then come back on Sunday with, or Saturday with another 24 mile day or something like that. Um, which is, is more difficult than if you like space out 115 mile weeks, seven, in seven even sure. segments. Yeah. Similar for you, Sid? Uh, I've been just slightly lower. Um, I'm kind of, I was uh, like a week behind my fall season, went a little longer than uh, Scott and Scott. So my volume, I just hit, this will be uh, my third consecutive week uh, over 100. Uh, but before that, it was, you know, just between 90 and 95. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, kind of this, the same thing where, you know, you might have an easy day on Sunday, like six, like we did uh, a couple of days ago, and those super high volume um, Saturdays and Wednesdays. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit more about the sessions you've done so far um, in a little bit more detail. We've talked about one of them, the four mile tempo, 10, and then four. Uh, and then you've done a 24 mile with a push from 18 to 22. Yep. Was it? Yep. And that was on a nice rolly course. Um, you went down to lower elevation and did some K repeats. Yep. We did, Scott, I think 12. Yep. And Sid did 10. 10 and then you had a 5k fast yeah 5k, 5K time trial at the end there um 
So those are some of them. I'm, the, obviously, there's others. What uh, for both of you? What, what's been your your favorite so far, and and your least favorite, uh, based on whatever you know metrics? Uh, I think from a fun perspective, my favorite one was the K's on the time trial. It was nice to, we had a really good group, um, a lot of good guys uh, doing the same workout, which is always fun. And it was fun to be competitive um, and really get to open it up and really rip um, as opposed to being a little bit controlled and making sure you're not, you're kind of balancing, like staying on the leash with uh, really wanting to get the most out of yourself. It's nice to have those days when you can just go out and get it. Um, and then my least favorite day, uh, we were down in Camp Verde and we did um, 20 miles alternating between five minutes and six minutes. Mm. That was like right around, was that New Year's? Uh, was that the New Year's Day? Was, no, that was uh, I think just before it, right? Might have been right before it. I think that was yeah. before. And uh, you know, I don't entirely know what was going on there, but I just had a really rough day. Yeah. Kind of right off the bat and uh, had to really struggle to get through it. Um, and the last couple, I was kind of sandbagging the easy miles so I could get through the hard miles and yeah. Did you get dropped? I didn't get dropped. I mean, I, I got dropped on the easy miles. Right. Like I, I volunteered to get dropped on the easy miles <laughs> so that I could help a little bit more on the hard miles. Right. Right. Um, and then the, the 5k time trial at the end of the kilometer repeats, um, I think, well, explain how that went. Cause I think that's kind of a cool setup that you guys can do with the men's and women's team. Yeah. So... Uh, ben, our coach Ben, started the women a minute and 50 seconds ahead of us. Was it a minute 48? 40, sure, 46. a minute 48 or something like that. Rounding, all right. Yeah, and uh, it was just based on fastest women's 5K time, or okay. PR, and compared to the fastest men's. Okay. So whatever that difference was. Started the women first, and um, we got to go chase them, which it does give us a little bit of advantage to have like a carrot out there. Um, but uh, we did... A good job working together which I don't know that the women did I think they kind of uh, hammered at each other early and yeah I ran 1426 and was right there uh, right near Rory and Baxter who were like 22 and 24 or something like that Scott was right behind me and Sid was right there too yeah um, and we caught them we beat the women yeah it's cool it's important to note <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you know I mean like we got some freaking studs yeah. on the team so That's it's right. nice to uh, beat them. It's nice to get one. Yeah, yeah. get one. You get know. It. What about you, said Favorite and least favorite? Yeah, I mean, I have to say my favorite. I agree with the Ks and the 5K time trial, yeah. uh, but for me it was a little different. We had went down um, to Camp Verde. I think I'd been on the team for maybe like three weeks at this point, maybe a month, but uh, I wasn't very fit. We went down there to do a 5K time trial just fresh. Last and, year. Yeah, last year. Yeah. And so I was, you know, down there, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, we'll see how this goes, and it went terrible. I think I ran 15.03, oh, 15.04, just yeah. really bad. Went out with uh, Scott and Scott through the mile, and I was, you know, in auction debt immediately. Uh, but then, yeah, to come back and be able to do 10 times a K off a minute rest and run 1433, that was, a, you know, a good sign for me, and I was really happy yeah. with that day. And then I'd say my least favorite day was actually the very first workout that we did um, in this block. Mm -hmm. We did 400s um, up and down. What's that road called? For uh, Elden, Lookout. Elden Lookout. Yeah, yeah. so we did 400s was, was up Schultz and down. Pass where you guys did it. Uh, right before the Y, yeah, yeah kind of yeah. like to and from. And it was just a super windy and uh, cold day. And so, you know, it's like, I think our original plan was average 70 seconds, I think. Yeah. Up and down. Yeah, it. that went out the window pretty fast. Yeah, we did the first one up and I think we ran 75 and it was, you know, just very hard effort yeah. to run a 75. And so we kind of had to adjust. We were running 75 up and we were able to run, you know, 68, 69 down, but with a tailwind. So 
that was tough. And then we came, uh, Scott and Scott did a three mile tempo after, and I did a mile and a half with them. Cause I was, you know, that week behind, um, which that part went well, but it was just that wind was so brutal. And it was, you know, I think the first really cold day. Yep. So it was just a, a tough transition. So that would have to be my least favorite day so far. It was freezing that morning. It was, it was so cold. Do you ever think that uh, Ben should let you run later in the winter? Yeah. Has this been an issue? Um, we haven't like addressed it this year. <laughs> it's come up in the past and it's been a source of, of contention. Mm. Um, I'm glad to revisit it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, one of our arguments could be if we were to bring this up again was like, well, the sun comes up later. And so should well, we could time it with the sun so that we weren't starting before the sun had come up over the trees, it might be a little warmer, right. the muscles would feel better, we'd do a better job at our job. Um, but, you know, I think Ben wants us to be tough, and I guess that's fine, but I wanna be warm sometimes. <laughs> right, and you might have to sacrifice a few seconds on 400s. Yeah, that's yeah. Part of it. Um, okay, so, yeah, you're, again, you've gotten to this point in kind of a, I guess, a break in some sense in the, in the block. You've got a race this weekend, uh, the rock and roll. Arizona Half Marathon, which is a pretty fast course. Um, have either of you run it? I have not. And Scott Smith not, nope. hasn't either. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and it'll... So talk to me about, I don't know, what you're excited about, what you're going to do out there, how that's going to go. Uh, it'll be nice to, to go down um, to sea level and basically sea level and, uh, you know, it'll be a little bit nicer weather. Uh and it'll be nice to compete. Um, I don't know that our, like, we're not tapering really for it. We've got 15 by a mile on Wednesday and then the race on Sunday. So uh, I don't know that our legs will be like good enough to really go out and push and look for like a lifetime best or something like that. But um, it'll be nice to compete. It looks like there's gonna be a good field and it looks like a course that'll be, it'll be fine. You know, nothing is too crazy about it. So um, yeah. And I think I was talking to, to Ben, so it sounds like kind of the later miles you'll you'll be able to push a little bit. Or... That's the idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's always kind of a crapshoot <clears throat> nine or ten miles into a half marathon, particularly. I mean, it's also a crapshoot when you're uh, like running 105, 110 miles a week, right. whether you're going to be able to shift gears. Um, so it'll kind of depend on what some other guys do, I think, for me at least. Um, you know, if, if they're pushing a little bit earlier, I'd kind of like to go with them and just race. Yeah. Um, not worry too much about which miles we're hammering and which miles we're supposed to be relaxing on and just get out of my own way and kind of do my thing. As you've probably looked at the course profile. A little um, bit, yeah. You get a very nice downhill on the last, like, yeah, yeah 5K. So that definitely helps with running faster yeah. at the end. I think it's like the last two miles. Yeah, it's kind of, you start to go down and then there's a little hill mm -hmm. and then, yeah, it's a, little, a bit broken up. Yeah, because yeah. the, the biggest hill on the course is at nine. Right. You take the right turn at nine yep. and you go up, down the other side, 180 degree turn, yep. back up, mm -hmm. back down. And then you're at like 11 or 11 and a half yep. when you take a right turn back and go towards Te Tempe Town Lake. Um, so, yeah. So Sid, what do, what do you think? How you feeling? Yeah, um, you know, I think it's kind of like an unknown, you know, because like you said, we got that big mile workout on Wednesday. Um, I'm personally only doing 12, but it's still a lot. I think the most mile repeats I've ever done in a session is eight. So, you know, adding four more to that. Yep. Um, the paces aren't 
super aggressive, but it's just going to be high volume because, right. you know, it'll be an 18-mile morning for me, and then I know 21 for you guys. Yep. And then we have a double in the afternoon, so it's, you know, going to be a big big day all yep. around. Um, so, yeah, you just kind of, you know, get to the race, and we'll just kind of see how the legs, legs feel and just, you know, if they feel bad, you ignore it and just still race and see what happens. Uh, but I think it'll be like Scott said, just fun to fun to compete and you know be down at, at lower elevation and hopefully lungs feeling good. Right. And it is the goal on that Wednesday mile repeat workout to be on uh, hilly terrain, similar to. No, I mean we'll be down in Camp Verde, oh, so there's not Camp Verde. Yeah, okay. like there's not a ton of good hills we could do down there. Right. Uh, in the format of the 15 by mile or right. 12 by mile, so. Right. Also sounds like enough that it might be. Uh, yeah, it'll be hard enough. Not, yeah. I don't think we need to. It's going to be a lot of miles. I don't think we need to be making it harder on That's ourselves. That's right. That's right. Um, so looking ahead, uh, how are you all, how do you feel about where you're positioned in, in terms of where you're going? So, yeah, what, what did you say? We're seven weeks out? I think, uh, I think last Saturday was seven weeks. Last Saturday, okay. Right? I think seven, that's right. Seven weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, so that means this race is a little under six weeks out yep. and then easy week. And then we'll have like three or four hard Sundays and then taper. Yeah. So it feels like we're over halfway to me. Um, In terms of the workload and like how you feel. Yeah. I mean, good Lord. I hope we're over halfway. <laughs> like the amount that we've like how bad I felt of late. Like I couldn't imagine feeling that for the same amount of time. I've already felt it. Right. Um, but I think this this little block at the end will be a little bit easier in terms of the volume. I think we're going to pull the volume back um, and kind of freshen up a little bit for the last few really big, really specific sessions. Yeah. Which is kind of more up my alley personally. And will you uh, back off around the same time they do, Sid? Or since you're yeah, kind of think, started a little back, will you keep going? Or? Yeah, I've kind of like <laughs> slowly closed that gap. Like, you know, the Saturday session we did 4104, it was the same volume there. Right. Um, it's just little things here and there. I just don't quite do as much because, you know, also with it only being my second time around. Yeah. Um, doing the marathon cycle, we're just making sure not to overdo it. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'll probably, you know, take the down week after this weekend um, and then a few more hard weeks and then taper. Yeah. And uh, since Scott avoided us i guess we'll we'll get a little bit more in on him how, how do you think he's he's doing with uh you know he how many times has he done this now will this be his ninth marathon probably yeah just about right yeah I think it might be. yeah does it seem like he's handling it well to you, to you too yeah i mean i think yeah he's like good he looks really really good getting ready for boston in 2018 and i think he looks um just as good i think he's looked awesome um and the thing about Scott too, like since one of the reasons he's been through this so many times is he doesn't have to look awesome in training in order to look awesome on the race. Like my first marathon, when we ran Frankfurt together, he looked like dog shit, the whole block, like just terrible, barely finished a workout. I mean, I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating. He finished maybe a handful of workouts right. um, and ran a two and a half minute PR. Yep. So, uh, and was the fastest of it was, the three yeah, of you. He beat me. I mean, race, it was my yeah. debut. We don't want to like... <laughs> You know, I think I was, he's only beat me by a few seconds. It's the first time I've ever done it. He had done it like six times. Uh, I think I had a probably better day. It's no big deal. We don't have to get, we don't have to get into it. Um, but since he has that sort of lifetime of volume, and especially coming off of a big day this fall in Chicago, um, you know, he has a little bit more like lifetime mileage to play with. But I think he's looked awesome. I think he's looked really good. And what about uh, just, yeah, quickly we don't have to walk through everybody in great detail but 
how have uh, have you felt the the ladies have been have been looking? You've obviously, I mean, most of the workouts here, obviously in the same spot around the same time. So I don't know if you have a good sense of it, but it seem like things are going well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they all seem to be looking really well, all crushing it. Um, you know, doing just hitting all the workouts for the most part. You know, they get ahead um, here and there too, so they look really good. Is it similar to you guys, where like somebody not ever, people are having good days on different days, and like people are getting their ass kicked on other days and that kind of changes depending on the day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, Alephine is so physically gifted that uh, it is hard. She's been looking really strong. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, Kellen and Steph are, like, on their her heels and they're, I think, since they've been through this a lot more times, they kind of maybe know their bodies and when to push and when not to push a little bit yeah. um, better, but I think they've all looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for those watching on the video, they, they, they can see your appearance, but you know, the <laughs> folks on the podcast wouldn't. Um, you have a beard, Scott. Well, I, I have something resembling a beard. <laughs> something resembling a beard. Sid, yeah. you're, uh, you're clean shaven. Yeah, you yeah. know, don't, don't grow much. Are, <laughs> uh, the baby face look is... Are you... Are you uh, preparing your looks for the trials or well, what's going on there it's been cold mm. this is more of a warmth mechanism as right. opposed to a uh as opposed to a style um but we'll see i mean i mean i'm impressed i've given my beard and my mustache a little bit of like practice i think over the yeah. years and it's really it's really coming to fruition sure. i think it's this is by far its best performance <laughs> um still patchy it still has work to do but uh we'll see i mean i know it's you know I haven't made a decision on what we're going to do this Saturday. Sure. Um, a Sunday, sorry. Uh, in terms of me and the beard, we need to have a discussion about it. But, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And uh, I think the mustache is definitely staying. I've had it since the beginning of November. Yeah. Because I started growing it ironically. Right. But then as one does, you start to like it. You do. Um, so, you know, facial hair is, is TBD, but for the next few days, it's very safe. Okay. Yeah. Now, wait, you're, I forget how old you are now, Scott. I'm 28. 28. Sid, how old are you? 25. Could you, did you have much going on, Scott, when you were Sid's age? 25? It was bad. Does he have it hope? It was rough. He does, sort of, okay. yeah. he does have hope. I don't know what, I haven't seen the men in his family. I don't know what kind of genetics he's working with. Um, I, I, I'd like to believe in, in three years he'll have, he'll have all the tools in the toolbox to grow such a, a mediocre beard. <laughs> Um, can only hope, you know, it's, yeah, you can it's, only hope. it's rough. I thought about doing the same thing for warmth, but then I quickly realized that, you know, 10 chin here is probably what you're really going to do, <laughs> yeah. so I should just, just get rid of them. All right, well, we'll see how it plays out. Um, guys, thanks for joining the podcast to uh, update us on how things are going. Thanks, Sosman. Appreciate right. it. Thanks for having us. Yep.